You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. Man, you know what it's like when I get up in the morning and I'm like, fuck, I gotta come in and do a show, but I get super pumped when the guests are just an array of fucking wild animals that I got coming in now because we got some special shit going on. We got the launch of the board dealers, Discord, NFT drop, fucking some legendary shit. This station is a bunch of wild stoners that really don't know shit about that fucking world. And we had to bring in Crypto Chronic, my boy, my brother from another mother to come hang out with us. <laughs> you already and, know what it is. <laughs> it's good seeing you, bro, man. How you doing? Ty, what's up, my nizzle? Uh, I'm chilling down here, high as shit, per usual. Appreciate you for having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, today, we got our guest from Treebird. Let's get a little shout out, see what's going on. How you guys doing today? Man, I'm cool, man. How about yourself? Absolutely, man. We got Daniel and Chet. Chet, say what's up, brother. Hey, how's it going? So let me ask you guys, uh, before you, I always ask this, before you guys got into the cannabis industry, what did you guys do? You want me to speak first? Yeah, go ahead, man. So I grew up in Florida and, you know, I was, uh, I wasn't doing much at all. I was delivering pizzas, just doing whatever oddball jobs. And then my brother moved out here and back in the Prop 215 days, and I came out to visit him to help him trim up one of his crops. And And how dope. Oh, my God, right? You're in Florida. Yeah. Which, you know, weed growing is a whole different type of scenario. Over there, an ounce is a felony. I actually got arrested for having an ounce and had to do a year of drug court. Oh, my God. Yeah, so... Basically, so you know, random you know, drug tests yeah. every random drug tests every week. I had to call in for my color. You know, I had to do that for a whole year, and then you know the game. Man. Yeah, and then you come and you come <laughs> out crazy. to Cali, which so I came, the world is so different. And you're sitting and cutting legal things, thinking you got in trouble for some bullshit, and now you're like cutting this giant fucking harvest of weed, and you're like, yeah, it was man, like, right. Your mind was just blown away, right? You're like, fuck, this is bullshit, huh? Yeah. So it was like ten pounds. They grew. They had a 10 light, they got 10 pounds, and I helped them trim it up. And at the time, I I just did some basic math. I'm like, well, how much does it cost for this setup? And they're like, oh, roughly $10,000. I was like, okay, well, how much are you selling the product for? They're like, oh, we're getting about $3,000 a pound. I'm like, hmm, $10,000 three months later, $3,000 a pound. I was like, okay, I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Thanks. As soon as I came back, I, I, you know, I tried telling everybody I know, like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Everybody was like, ha, 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 good luck with that. You ain't going to do shit. Haters. Yeah, and what, basically. And, and, what, and what, what year was that? That was Just uh, out of curiosity. That was the end of 2010. Wow. So I came to help him trim the crop in July. I came back and I told everybody, this is what, this is what I'm going to do. Most people laughed in my face, you know, said, no, you ain't, you ain't going to do shit. You ain't even going to move. And 2010's Prop 215, so realistically, it was very easy during that time to come to California to get a fucking card and integrate. Yeah, Yeah. so during that time, all you had to do was get a medical card, and anybody with a medical card can do business with any dispensary. All you had to do was get a medical card. Yeah, you didn't even distribute it. You could just sell it. If you're a grower, you could just bring fucking pounds of weed, roll into the fucking pharmacy, which props to one of the oldest fucking... 
ones that were on Fairfax and Santa Monica in L.A., one of the first fucking ones, big, giant, yellow fucking sign said pharmacy. And you fucking roll in there, and every fucking legend I knew came down from Humboldt. You used to have, like, hundreds of pounds. You just roll into that motherfucker and sell that shit. It was great. Plus, some of those counties back then allowed 99 plants per person. Yeah, oh, yeah. so Santa Cruz was one of them. So when we found that out, um, my dad actually partnered with me and also one of my old high school friends. So the three of us, like, during that time, like, it was, like, during the recession, my dad owns a carpet and tile company, and his business was basically in the toilet, you know, so, like, he was also looking for, you know, something to do. Different streams of revenue. Yeah. Thanks. And, um, you know, when I came back and I told him, like, hey, like, you know, this is a good opportunity, you know, we all teamed up. We, you know, flew out here a couple times looking for different places, ended up getting a warehouse over in um, Scotts Valley, which is in Santa Cruz County. It's literally, like, about, like, 10-minute drive to... From Santa and Cruz. Santa Cruz is a dope area. Like, let's give a shout out to, oh, yeah, yeah. to the old I school. I love it. The, wasn't Santa Cruz the Lost Boys movie where that whole thing went down? You remember that movie back in the day? Or are you guys? I younger? believe so. I'm not aware yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Funny ass movie. Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, all those yeah, wild yeah. animals yeah. back in the day. I, I date myself, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, Daniel, what about you, man? Man, pretty much the same kind of background. Um, when I was a young kid, man, they, they I had a sat in the car. I had a little joint at that time. It was a blunt swisher. Shout out to the grape swishers back in the day. In the <laughs> but Must long story short, um, I got uh, uh, the cop asked me to search me or whatever. Pulled me out the car. Got fucking a year of probation. Excuse me, I don't mind. You can you cuss? Oh yeah, yeah. we're uncensored, okay, unfiltered okay. over here. Oh yeah, right, it's right. completely it's a, lot, a lot worse thing we've heard. As a matter of fact, <laughs> if you say something and you want to have it edited, it's not going to happen. It's so not. I just realized how, how that shit goes down. I can appreciate that. <laughs> But, um, nah, long story short, man, they gave me a year of probation. They made me take a drug class, man. They tried to uh, suspend my license for a year. Uh, they, they didn't end up doing it because I took the drug class. And it was all because of a little roach that I had in my hat. You know, I was at 18 years old, man. That could have changed the kid's life, you know, because you're not, you're not able to drive potentially. Or what if I'm not able to afford that drug class and not that time? And so, you know, I had to resort to different ways. And, you know, I grew up a little bit, you know, in poverty, kind of not poverty, poverty, but in the central coast is a little town called Lompoc, you know, and we grew up out there and it wasn't too much to do besides kind of get in trouble or mess around. And we didn't have any. And the police, I even you know? know about Lompoc, especially knowing about the police from there, right? Yeah. They're fucked up. You know you, what I mean? I mean, you know, hey, when you don't have nothing to do all day, oh, you, yeah. you got to oh, find yeah. something to do. And that goes Facts. for them too, right? Facts. Just fucking you know, people. You can't hear that them. They're just trying to. You know, they're trying to do their job, I guess, to the highest degree. Oh, I can hate at them. I can hate at them. <laughs> I got plenty of hate to hate out of them. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Hey, you Absolutely. know, you, you got to keep it clean. You know the vibes, man. So let, let's just talk about, before we get into the whole business aspect, you come to Cali, you help trim weed. You know, Chet, you're saying, yeah. you know, doing this type of situation. What happened next? So... After um, me and my dad flew out here a couple times, so like, and I have to say, so dope. How the fuck do you have a conversation with your dad? Hey, dad, let's have a weed business. Man, like, let's just be, let's just break that down right there. Guy, okay, I, so just right there, I'm thinking right? to myself, man, that's yeah. that was the coolest out. part about this story right there. Well, my dad, he like he's smoked around me my whole life, so like, like there was and not you know, right in front of him or nothing like that, guys. Don't you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like, it's 
I don't know. Like he wasn't hot boxing ever. Yeah, well, yeah, nothing but, like yeah, that. But the but point like, is, is he casually, was that cool yeah, that you could say, cool. "Would you like to have a cannabis do a cannabis business with me?" That in itself, I would say, out of every fucking hundred people, you would ask their parents, "Oh, would you like to do cannabis with me?" We'd probably look at you fucking sideways and be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Well, also a backstory when my so my dad grew up in West Virginia, and when he was like. In his late teens, like before I was alive, Shout like, out. He, he would West Virginia. he actually would grow. He was growing weed. Like he would go in like farmland and just like gorilla grow. Oh shit! So, yeah. So, oh, that was a whole era. There yeah. Was so like he had 60s, some experience. 70s, 80s. They were yeah, called the yeah. mountain guys. He wow. was doing it. Yeah. yeah. He was doing it late seven. Like I think early 80s. He so, was doing yeah. it. Yeah. They climb up in the mountains in these areas and they would just kind of do it and set up a in whole between bunch of crops. Yeah, in between yeah. whatever. And, you know, whatever got lasted, lasted. And whatever didn't, didn't. You know what I mean? It's kind of like one of those like roll with the punches type things. But yeah, that's a dope ass error and way different mindset than what they actually have to do now. But right. I will say that even still to this day, uh, police and camp, which is the cannabis eradication people that, you know, are in the different states, but especially in California, that they spend a massive amount of every year trying to fight with uh, Mexicans and cartels and weird people that go into national forests and actually do a bunch of shit, and they have to go and eradicate that every year. It's nuts. That's not cool, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so he had, he had somewhat of a background in it, and, like, I mean, when you have a business that you can't really control, like just the economy was just in the toilet. And I mean, you got to pay your bills. And when you see an opportunity, you jump at it, you know? Absolutely. So we saw the opportunity. We saw that it was very, you know, like I said, during that time, you didn't have to have a brand name. You didn't have to have a license and, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, you know, you... You green could, rush. Exactly. It was the green rush. So And how long did that wonderful rush <laughs> last for you? Let, mean, let's just talk about that. I mean, that. there was a lot Is of ups straight and, through end of prop 64 or no. It was I mean, yeah, throughout that time there was a lot of ups and downs. It wasn't just like a straight rocket ship. And let's talk about it. Yes. Let's talk about some of the ups and downs okay. and what you experienced just so people could have an understanding that it's not really the easiest profession to no, get into. No, for sure. So like even when we first like moved out here, like, we barely had enough money, like, to get by to our first crop. Like, I was actually, I had to survive on $35 a week in food just to be able to, you know, last until my first crop. Even my first crop, you know, it was enough to hold me over until the next one, you know. And then even after that one, you know, we end up buying a, a strain of, you know, some bad cuts. And they just, you know, they weren't really selling and, you know, had uh, and didn't realize that that it was the the strain we thought like oh maybe we're growing it wrong maybe we're doing this wrong sure and we didn't realize it until the second round and it's like okay well we just need to go with all new cuts again and um yeah there's you know there's many obstacles you know we went through with also too having when we were setting up at first having our neighbors um that at the warehouse we were at you know we had a leak and this guy had like a bunch of like you know expensive wood and then we're getting all his wood wet and you know he knows what we're doing but luckily during that time like like i said santa cruz was really relaxed about that stuff they super had to, yeah super they, santa i mean that's like yeah midway to the triangle and midway to fucking la so it was like the epicenter of bridging and not only that sides but when i moved out here i didn't know anybody so like i would 
It's okay. it's not a desolate area. Like if you went up to Humboldt, you're like in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like at least in Santa Cruz, there's like a little city. This it's kind of dope. No, there's, I there's like, some, I enjoyed it. There's for some sure. honeys, right? Isn't there a college? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a college there, isn't yeah. there? Some of that, yeah. Yeah. Banging. No, yeah. Santa Cruz is super. Dope. Can't complain. That's a great place to be. No, for sure. So, so basically, like I realized, like okay, you know, um, if I want to take this serious, I got to start hitting the stores, and that's where I, I like I love sales. Like that's like my thing I actually like selling more than I like growing you know so like once I learned like about like going on weed maps and cold calling the stores like that's you know my other partner he kind of focused more on the growing side of things because my dad he would fly out he would just fly back out like during the harvest and like all the hard work you know he would help during all the hard work and luckily for him too like I had no construction knowledge like, I didn't know how to build rooms or any of that. So, like, without him being out there to, like, show me, I don't know if I would have been able to do it. Yeah, it's speed tractors for sure. Yeah. So, like, I did a lot of the, like, cold calling and, you know, uh, I would just, I would, for a while I did every single day, Monday through Sunday. I would try to set up, like, at least six or seven appointments going through the San Jose area, just, you know. Sure. Just trying to sell our product and... And what was the, do you remember very first strain you grew? Oh, yeah. Green Crack. Oh. Green Crack. Yeah. You know, to be honest with you, the original uh, version of that is the uh, Skunk Number 5. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, absolutely. It was renamed because it was a slight different difference in the phenotype, and then someone came up with that name, and then it stuck. But the original genetics, which they all come back to, you know, certain people in certain areas, uh, Green crack with skunk five. It's a it's a skunk blended. It's like lemon peppery. It's a fucking beautiful bud that's like gets big and thick, and you could throw it against the wall because it was so fucking dense. If you knew how to grow it right, yeah. And then when it lands, it would look the exact same before <laughs> yeah. you threw it. Yeah, you know what I'm Crazy. talking about. And uh, we also grew some. After that, we grew some pre ninety eight Bubba. Had some, Ooh, yeah, Bubba. Yeah, and that's when Bubba was good. It did, you know. Yeah, the Bubba, <laughs> st- the Bubba was first out, and yeah, then it became was- then the Bubba verse crossed by the cr- uh, Bubba is the church, which Snoop tried to claim as his thing, his original first strain that he actually marketed and put out, which is, which is pretty interesting. That's you know? what's up, man. Shout out to Snoop. Oh yeah, man. Those, those guys have been rocking and rolling for a long time. You you grew that, and uh, what were some other ones that you remember being like uh, favorites of growing? Blue, Blue Dream at that time. Oh was yeah, remember man. how that one had a Blue different Dream, smell man. than anyone else when that first came out, and you smoked the weed and you smelt it in the air. Oh, it was man. way more distinct than anything else I believe that was ever yeah, out there. Yeah. Don't you guys agree? No, that, yeah. made, that made Blue Dream made me and him best friends, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I I I, 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 I almost like packs, I almost like kind of like threw it into the smell and semi-taste originally from the original original was almost like a black licorice. I don't know if you guys have already gotten that type of uh, taste or feel from it, let's say, yeah. but from the original strain. Because I think what it original was, was they had the, was called the Blue Trinity. And then the Blue Trinity became the blue, uh, the, that strain, you know, like changed over and stuff. Mm. It's funny when you see all the different strains that they change over and over and over. So how do you guys, all right, so... Started growing bud, started growing bud. How long did the bud growing and selling go for? So I I did, um, I was growing out of that warehouse for about four years. And I also, during while I was growing out of that warehouse, I also ended up uh, finding a house to do a little grow out of in Boulder Creek. 
Uh, however, that only lasted one grow because the landlord found out we were growing there. And you sure, know, that always fucks up everything. Yeah, so, right? but it still paid for everything, and you know we got more lights out of it, and we were able to put those lights into our warehouse. So it, it even though like you know we had to set everything up, only get one crop, and then take everything down, it still helped us build. And it was, I'm it's, still ha- it's a good yeah. learning experience. I 100%. mean, you're learning how to grow. You go through all these different things like, oh, I don't want to do this, or I fucked up on this. Oh, I could do this better. Yeah. Some people are nice, and they actually give you some hints, which, you know, normally that back then nobody would tell anybody fucking shit. <laughs> and there yeah. was no, like, searching on YouTube or anything to get that type of information. So You know, it's actually funny is that, like, when when I just started, like, when I started uh, taking, uh, making wax serious, was around like 2012 was when I was like taking the um when I was shopping all my stuff to the stores I noticed there was hardly there was like no extractors at the time like people were blasting shit through tubes like people didn't have like you know closed loop systems no yeah and I the, remember yeah. taking bud and having the thing with the butane and like fucking pouring it into the dish yeah like you know, thinking about going in the microwave, which was no. the dumbest thing in the ever, which didn't, and then let it dry out with the sun and shit like that. But oh yeah, and I do these weird curing and like we would cure can- it on top of a refrigerator with on the a heat. candle on a candle. I would do like raise it up and have it on a fucking candle curing. And you watch all the bubbles pop and pop, yeah, pop, pop, yeah, pop, yeah. pop, and then you whip it. All the, yeah, exactly. You know, what I'm talking about like that was like the original. And there is no content on YouTube. There is nothing. Oh. There is nothing that you could teach. Like you Anybody, just had to you like just smoke whatever the fuck it is. You don't even know what you're fucking yeah. taking Man. down. But you're like, damn, this is so different than everything else. Man. I'm getting a head <laughs> rush like a motherfucker. That's how the materials came. I swear they're all because of accidents, messing, oh, yeah. experimenting. Yeah, for sure. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. And uh, Daniel, what about you? Were you also growing at the time? Or it sounds like you guys have been friends for a long time. Well, to be honest with you, I had a I had met him in L. A. I uh, lived in the Central Coast, as I aforementioned, uh, and then I moved to San Luis Obispo. I don't know if you guys know. Oh, where that's of course, at. man, dope area over there by Pismo. You're like, like oh, that. Pismo Beautiful Beach area. and the Cliffs Resort up there, one right. of the dopest. Even when I was a kid, used to go. Right, it's so fucking cool, man. It's like very, it's almost like cool but scary because it really is these giant cliffs, and you look down, and it's fucking dope. And it goes down to the most beautiful beaches, but that is yeah. one of the nicest areas on the PCH. 100%. I feel that you could stop it, you know? 100%. No, I agree. And uh, so long story short, I, I left from there. I went with my wife in uh, San Luis Obispo, and uh, we moved to Los Angeles. I was doing some school stuff, started, you know, hanging out, doing some, you know, some extracurricular activities, you know, hanging with the with the marijuana, not, not totally licensed. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, look, it was mainly, you know, Prop 215 or not, you know, and mainly not because a lot of people didn't want to register. They had fears, especially these guys have been growing for 20, 30, 40 years. Right. They felt kind of trapped. And in a way it was because the funny thing is once after the years, everybody got comfortable and registered when Prop 64 happened. I, I literally know many, many stories where cannabis control board were going up to all these grows because they were all registered who were still, you know, growing and not transiting over. And they were saying, well... We see you have all this stuff here and everything, and we're not going to just come and raid it like usual and stuff, but, you know, we know your information. You didn't transition over, so you have a week to get everything out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, We've had a lot those teardowns quick. Those but, 24-hour over-the-weekend teardowns. Tell me about it. We've, yeah. Yeah. So but, it happens. Man, it was the trials and tribulations to what it really isn't now. Now, you know, like every person has the right 
to grow, you know, six plants, at least in the state of California, and enjoy a wonderful plant and its benefits. Pick, you know, some great strains that might help your personal body, you know, right. where the genetics and things work for you. And, uh, you know, and, and that's just a way of life. And then you guys obviously transitioned. Prop 64 happened. A lot of people couldn't make the transition. What happened? How did you guys do the transition? And what is it? Is that when you created Treebird? Or let's talk about that. Right. So are um, you pre-ICO? What was the deal? No, we were... Um we were kind of figuring out what we wanted to do with regards to the manufacturing side. We just wanted to do it the right way. Okay. Because so, you decided to go from bud to oil. I mean, but we're talking yeah, about exactly. the, the old school, like, janky ways of trying to make oil before anybody had it. But then years of regularization and labs and, you know, groups and different, you know, things, you know, coming into and accepting this industry, uh, you know, oil got better and better. What happened? You guys went from the hand method... So, you, oh, so yeah, like so uh, there, we kind of like you know fast forwarding from you, you know like uh, when me and Daniel met, we were just like I was just bringing him tree. I was just sure. bringing up tree for like about a year before we decided to partner on on doing extracts together because I was me and my brother like who's also one of our partners. We, me and my brother have been doing the extracts. We started. With a little fifteen hundred dollar, it's called a Timisium extracts. Um, Interesting. Yeah, Timisium. So break that down. It's, it's like it's a little fifteen hundred dollar machine. It has you could fit about 30, 40 grams of trim in it. Well, okay. Yeah. How wide was the tube? Was it about as bomb? It's about like this bomb. It, it's it's small. It's like this big. Wow. Like yeah. it, it's tiny. A so foot like by a three yeah. inch diameter kind of thing. Yeah. You know the butane bottles that you use to like fill your lighters? You would use those to do the extraction. And sure. Yeah. So. I started with that, and that's, you know, at the time. Was the cleanest method you could do um, or no? Well, so you use a lot less. So when you open blast, you would literally use about like, and I'm not even joking, probably about eight to ten times as much gas. Huh. So it brings up your cost a lot. So okay. with, the, with this, like, even that little machine, it helped, you know, like when I started to get traction, I went from one machine to two machines to three machines. And then I bought a half pound machine. Were you just pumping out shatter? Because back then was really it was actually crumble. crumble, crumble. Yeah, really. Crumble. really? What year yeah. was this? That was 2012 and 2013. So you're doing, you're doing crumble a lot earlier than people uh, were doing crumble. I was one of the. I, I'm too, not gonna man. lie. I was one of the few like during in San Jose at the time. There might have been like two other extractors. Um, one of the guys' names was like Pure Extracts, like PX. He was big in the Santa Cruz area. Sure. He was actually somebody who actually had like a label and everything. I was always just selling wholesale to the stores and they were packaging it up themselves. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Private label, this, you kind of felt like that was well, a, well, actually, better, a better route to go than well, trying to really just do straight brands or no? No. For me, it was, there was so much demand and they were just taking it as is. So for me, it was like, you know, why bother, you know, doing all this extra work if they're just going to take it as is and still pay a premium price. Sure. And there, you know, so um, we just started doing that for, like I said, we went, built up to those and then we ended up getting an ETS machine. And it, what is that for the layman? What is an ETS it's, um, machine? Extraction Tech Solutions. They're so we're Denver. actually, I think they're like second or, th we bought like the second or third machine that they ever produced. Wow. Um, yeah. 
and they're and based out that, of Colorado. What did that cost back, just to, to give people perspective? It cost about like like nineteen twenty k. Yeah, wow. So yes. for you, you're like, man, this and this With is just all. You're not like a big company that you're just like, I I love this. I'm no, into yeah, this. Yeah. I see the future in this. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to keep up with demands. So, like, in order for me to keep up with demands, I got to reinvest the money that I'm making were you into doing carts? bigger equipment. Were you doing carts? Or no, you just doing... at that time, I don't think cartridges were oh, really Oh, even existed, really, yeah. Yeah. Because like, no, yeah. Yeah. the whole pen and all this other movement really right. happened in the upper after, you know, what, 2015, really more? Yeah. really became attraction. I think so. 2014. I didn't, I didn't start doing carts yeah. until like 2017, but like, sure. but yes, carts became a thing in like 2015, 2016. But so I start doing the, I got the ETS machine. We're running that, you know, I'm making money doing that. I'm also, you know, got a little grow going and I'm also, you know, selling like just brokering pounds on the side, like, you know, bringing stuff up, selling to the and, clubs. Le and let's just talk about it. Cause this is a funny fucking thing. Yeah. Back then, what were peas going for? Let's like <laughs> laugh about what there was. Sixteen hundred dollar for green or for outdoor blue. No, yeah, for outdoors. No, yeah. yeah, but what about the innies? Uh, I was getting like on the high side of like twenty seven, on the low side of like you know twenty two. And look at mm. what it is right now. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. It crashed. Yeah. It's like three hundred for outdoor. Oh yeah, it's horrible. I've been getting and some like, gas, gas <laughs> yeah. indoor for a thousand dollars. Yeah, oh, yeah, indoor for a thousand. Yeah, yeah all day gas. long. Yeah, yeah, gas, gas. Yeah. You would pay fifteen hundred. Including you're the most cultivation thing, tax. Everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, including the tax. You know the state through needs metric. are one fifty. Through, man. through yeah. metric. Yeah. yeah, that's dope. Like that's even insane in the membrane. That's the fucking just that like, you get a jeep and that for in metric that way. That's dope, man. Yeah. So so basically. You know, me and Daniel are like just, you know, just transaction sales, doing that for a year. And then... Uh, How we, many stores did you have by then? What's the statute of limitations on these things? You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, you're a prophet. You can't yeah. go backwards. They don't give nah, a fuck. No. Yeah, yeah. give a shit <laughs> about that. These giant corporations that like have right. 300 fucking square thousand square feet of fucking canopies and things. That's, that's, they're, they're dealing with that shit. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, I, I, I really just it, it's you know the transition was good because it made it recreational. It's getting no, it to be sure. where, hopefully, you know more and more states do it. Then you know, and with the way legislation is, you know, there in the near future, however many years, you know, it will be legalized. You know, right. and it's For sure. and, and you know the World Health Organization, you know, a few years ago, took it off the ban list. You know, we're. You know, we got our boy Crypto who lives in Dubai and he just actually informed us that it, it just in the past, like recently, instead of like getting your head chopped off or killed for having Bud, you it'll be like a monetary fine. So like you're talking about massive <laughs> changes all over the place. <laughs> just a little change. Right, my yeah, man? Just, so just give, a minor one. Give, give him a little input about, about Dubai and that, how it's been kind of changing the past two years. No, yeah, Dubai's been really good. I'm still getting to know them, but like as far as marijuana, it's still kind of and not of, just marijuana. How like it's changed culturally the past two years that you've yeah, been telling for sure. us. Yeah, it's kind of made up of what eighty-five percent expats right now. Most of the people is kind of from outside of the country, so the country's kind of learning to adopt and kind of welcome kind of people from outside of the country. Um, at the same time, it's like a, it's a country that's really really beautiful. It's got like the tallest building in the world. It's got the biggest mall in the world. It's kind of. Um, 
it's it's just it's just an awesome lifestyle. It's hard to explain. I've kind of spoke to you a little bit off yeah, camera about yeah, it. Yeah, off camera about it for sure. And when you come here and you haven't been to LA, you haven't been to America in a long time, you're getting to see all this stuff. You see these guys from Treebird come down, throw out all these fucking jars of oil. Thanks. What goes through your head? Because you haven't even like seen that type of quantity, right? Even at any anything, right? Like because Australia is fucking still banned. Banned. Yeah. Right. You know, and then everywhere's banned. That and I've, and, that and I've all the places in. where you've lived in, it really hasn't been very apparent. You know. Mm -hmm. So this must be nuts. Like, what are your thoughts? For me, it's like I've kind of like known it and kind of seen it online, but to see it in person, it's like. They've taken to to a whole nother level, you know, like yeah. the marijuana plant, we kind of know with medical benefits and, you know, the recreational kind of benefits. But, you know, when you kind of look at these kind of concentrates and kind of the level they've gone to. Yeah, the different know, ways it's formed. Yeah, right? and the ways of just smoking it as you well. See the crumbly you know, yeah. and this you know, I just that. grew up with just like a Gatorade bottle with fucking, you know what I mean? Cut the hose and you stick it in and get a stick. With a little pen with you know the tool. I mean? socket. Just, Pack up a cone and that's it. It's simple. It works every time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why, why change what doesn't work? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's fucking dope. You know, and it's just great that there's a, you know, a world change that's happening in this stuff. So you guys start going through that machine. When does it transition and you're like, started tree bird because i i'm from what i'm getting this hasn't wasn't the original oh yeah it's you still know. quite some time before well, that <laughs> right, so so let's keep going up the ladder what's next okay so um like i said you know i'm we're doing you know we're doing our business and then i i, I let them know like hey there's you know a great opportunity with this you know i have a lot of demand and i you know do you want to partner up because like you know we're a solid like we we clicked right away so like you know like and you know, what better to do business with people like you trust and are like good friends with. So, you know, I was like, can you get some people together? You know, he, he got some people together and we ended up, you know, uh, going, going in on, yeah, going in on another machine together and, uh, getting a little set up, uh, you know, at an undisclosed location and, and uh, <laughs> and, uh, started rocking. And then we got, you know, we started with one of those machines and then got another machine and then, um, you know, and then we ended up making the upgrade to... So we ended up in three machines. No, no, no. Well, you already had I one. already had one and, and then, then wow. we, bought we bought two together. One. So we oh, had three. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So we had three of those going, the ETSs. And then we brought a third one. No, and yeah. Had them rocking and then we got big. We got Little Bertha. Yeah, then we got this uh, Precision Extracts. We got one Shout of those... Uh, Precision Extracts. Yeah, that was a basically like a five-pound machine. So the, the ETS machine was like a two-pound machine, and then the Precision Extracts was a five-pound machine. And we had that going for a little bit. When we got the— And that's five pounds per day or per hour. Like, what's the time, like how long does it take for it to funnel through? Like, let's About say when, 45 minutes to an hour. Oh, okay. Wow. So, so, you know— At that time, we're so, thinking we're moving weight, too. We weren't moving no way. No, <laughs> no, but, 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 but this is the thing. It just I'm curious about the machinery. Yeah. What kind of stuff was available at the time when you did it, and you're even at the time be able to have the capability of doing five, even if it was a nine-hour day. Yeah. You know, nine times five, forty-five. It's you know, it's a, it's still a lot of weed, like to the average person or anybody else. And then based on doing that, would you get like a liter per forty pounds or no? What was the average? So, um, the trim we were running at that time, you know, we were getting on the low side of like. Maybe like seven, eight percent yield, and the high side of like 
15 to 20. You know, that the 15 to 20 is like really high end, like super close indoor trim. So basically for every five pounds we run, we would be getting on the the high side of a pound, on okay. the low side okay. Okay. of three quarters. No, less than that. On the low side. About like uh, maybe like uh, like 150 grams or so. Okay. You know, so about a third of a pound. And then what was that going for a gram back then? Back then, like eight bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It, it were, yeah, we Between were wholesaling. Between 10, like, and, eight, 10 yeah. and 8. Yeah. And has it really changed that much because oh, yeah. of everything going down though? Oh, yeah. Like did it mess up your pricing now this year because of the bud being down so low or now? Well, as far as being on the like license side of things, side. there's just a lot more overhead because like you, everything has to be uh, tested. Everything has to be, you know, packaged properly, uh, stickers. And then sometimes the know. county or whatever, they'll fucking change the thing, right? And you already order packaging and you got to throw all that shit out because like something else you forgot to add or they added on all of a sudden, right? That shit's nuts, isn't it? Well, we don't throw it. We wouldn't throw them out the packaging. We would have to like create a sticker and yeah. put to that add sticker that part on. on. Yeah, oh, that's wow. still how ridiculous That's is extra that, labor right? costs. Yeah, that's extra sticker touch. costs. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Hopefully they'll get that figured out and, you know, get that to be a more streamlined and better system because at the same time, too, they tax every level. When wholesale, you're not really to resell to somebody. You're not supposed to be taxed. But in cannabis, the grower gets taxed before they send it to you guys at the lab, and then the lab gets taxed once you process it to the extract, right, or something like that, or is it before? I, I Break that down just so for people to get an understanding. So um, I'm I'm not really like too sure. Yeah, we have so uh, like basically the place we operate out of now. You know, we have uh, this one girl Madison. She really knows the ins and outs of everything. It's I, like you're a compliant person. Yes, yeah, sure. Yeah. So I any kind of questions, I just ask her like, is this compliant? Like, am I doing this correctly? Oh, dope. You know, so yeah, she's dope. there to answer all of those questions because That's great. like. I, I kind of try to stay in my lane. Like, you know, we got a good team. And, like, I, just what I've noticed is, like, it's kind of like, you know, with basketball. You got a point guard. You got, you know, your your center. You got your shooting guard. Yeah. You know everybody, what I mean? Like, everybody has a role. You, you don't – exactly. Everybody has a role. You don't expect your point guard to do the job of a center and vice versa. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, Absolutely. I kind of I try to, like, stay in my lane and focus on the sales and the networking and, you know, making sure that, like – the product that we're pushing out is good. Right. And shout out to Madison too. I'm telling you right yeah. now, she, she's a great, she's a lifesaver. Yeah, she is. So, uh, what are some of your, uh, how many years now are you tree bird? We're very new. We've only been in stores for like four months. So four months wow. came up with the company, came up with the branding. Well, uh, I gotta, I gotta shout out my partner, Cipriano. Yeah, sure. Um, he's the one that like, he had the, the product name already. Like we just kind of, when, you know, Played with the logo a little bit, sure. changed that. Yeah, thing, you know that's great. Yeah, and uh, what you know made you decide? Oh, are you are extracting certain strains, and you know, are you picking certain trim from compliant people? This like it, it is a bit of a process when you're an extractor. You know what I mean? Especially because if you wanted to carry, which you've brought over here, like a delicious wedding cake and a few other ones that we. Uh, you know, or look, you know, look and taste uh, excellent. Uh, you, you know, it is a bit of a process because what happens if the grower is not 
making more wedding cake or the trim for that specific strain you you always essentially have to be in like limited runs like people when they get it right they have to know oh if i really like this i better go and fucking buy as much as i can because that might not necessarily be around the next time right i mean i think there's there's so many different ways you know you, you can go about it me personally i like my favorite my top top thing to do is i try to bring uh, strain specific concentrates that match the flower that's out you know, okay. say for example, okay. you know, we're dropping that crypto flower. Man, to have that that biomass ran from that trim, you know, all the sugar leaf and stuff yeah. like that you're uh -huh. getting from when you're trimming the nuts Absolutely. as well. If you were to blast that and have that drop with your flower, not only is it adding an extra scoot to your brand, but it's also bringing a different customer that wasn't your two. You're gonna, gonna now. Are you as a lab? Are you adding the terpenes and flavors to it if you don't have that specific strain or no? No, no. So everything you guys run are straight flower from the flower. One hundred percent. Okay. There's no artificial. There are a lot of companies things. that do that. You know I understand. What I mean? and, yeah, and for sure. Every, you know, there's a market for everything. Absolutely. Know? So if they if they're finding a, they're finding a way, you know, shout out to them because right now it's so flooded right now. So if you're gonna find a way, you kind of got to be innovative. Well, yeah, and you you're just straight up, you know, with us, what it sounds like, uh, all natural, non-changeable uh, process. 100%. Uh, as far as its whole cannabis or cannabinoid profile. Right. You're just going with the flow, which is good. Yeah. So yeah, to, to circle back to your question with regards to the farm and the biomass, um, if if you have a cultivation and, and you're, you're super fired, then that's who we're work, looking to work with. But okay. also if you have a cultivation and you're only going outdoor and it's, you know, testing 15, 20%, we can still run your material. We just don't like to keep it in our product, you know. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that, that that's everything pretty. Everything has a, you know, everything has a. Place. Yeah, that's fair. And um, aside from that, have you guys gotten to do any? Because uh, it's only been four months. I don't think there's been any festivals or any kind of things really to just display the weed. You doing any oh, pop man. ups or anything like that? There or? was, man. We met. We you know, Hall of we Flowers was here. Oh uh, yeah, for here. sure. Yeah. Uh -huh. The first Hall of Flowers, honestly, up in the, in Northern California was here. But you know, when we come, we honestly we want we want to do it right. There's another one, right? Is it, is it May or what? I, I just got an email from it. Like, so I know they're doing another Hall of Flowers. They just yeah. announced it. Yeah, there's usually one up up north and down south. Um, so. Yeah, well, they're going to do it to celebrate the Green Street building, so it's going to be all down here in Los Angeles, so yeah. for sure. I literally seen it. I was like, oh, dope, next one, because people stack up on that motherfucker. Right, right. You Those events are the best to go to. Oh, the best. Right. Well, well just from like... Um, a you patient know, the, perspective, it's the dopest ever. It's great for patients, but even from like a business perspective, from our end... Um, it's it's better to be able to meet with the buyers directly because a lot of times when you go on weed maps and you do your cold calls, they just a lot of times they're like, oh, here's the buyer's email, and it's very easy to get lost with hundreds of other emails, and to get you know to get that buyer's attention is much easier to do when you're talking to them directly, showing them your product directly right in front of their face yeah of course because that's the hardest part is getting in front of the buyer like during the prop 215 days where you just you cold call the store they say, walk in they just say come, yeah, in, yeah, come in and you're talking directly to the buyer right yeah. away and they pretty much tell you on the spot where there's a lot more steps in the process yeah now days. you got to find out the do contacts see if they want whatever this and this like it is it's not easy no it's, it's not, not. Easy. It, it's it's a very competitive market and you know what helps though is staying with good quality, you know, showing why because of the 
competition, you know, one stands above the rest, you know, is really the, the best way. But in, in regardless of situation or whatever it is, I think it's great. All of the entrepreneurs, all the people who've chosen to come in and support, you know, this industry because it definitely destigmatizes that label that you put on somebody because they smoke cannabis. Night. You know, and it's not fully gone. People think, oh, but it's so whatever, and it's recreational, this and that. But no, no, no. There's a lot of this population that just negatively labels this, does things to put you down when it's absolutely unnecessary. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That, you know, and and those that choose to be in this industry, especially the, the legal, legitimate industry that you guys have chosen to be in, you also ask federally, you know, to someone have a spotlight on you. So I commend, like, all the companies that go forth and do these things because they're trying to provide something that truly is a great product to help patients, to help tourists, to help people, you know, that are kind of curious. <laughs> You know lead them to where they do and the more that you have these quality products and ones that are not changed or flavored or like you guys do come from the actual genetics of the plant then you're getting all the healing properties in a mega blast because like they said if you're doing 40 pounds 20 pounds whatever the fuck it is of duff or of actual flour Okay, the difference is unbelievable. I mean, even in flour to get one liter, which is 1,000 grams, which is not a lot, one gram for, let's say, 1,000 people, how many pounds of the most chronic weed, if you had to put through it, would take to make one liter? Are you talking about distillate or like... Good quality stuff like you guys are doing. Let's not just say disty. Let's okay. just say good, you know? Um, one liter. Let me just do some math. And get you up to like 90%, 85% pure THC of whatever way it's processed. It's a really good question. I want to know. Okay. Um, you'd need about, I'd say on average, about at least 20 pounds of like high yeah, quality. 20 wow. pounds. Yeah. 20 pounds. So Shit. it's 20 times more in concentration in yeah. a sense of what you're getting. But just to you know? just to clear things up, like that's like that's like the uh, you know the cl the close the close grade trim. You know, there's always buds and stuff mixed in. For sure. But just so you know, I, I don't want like you know anybody to get any misunderstanding. Look, no no one's gonna take no, it as no oh fans. an exact yeah, yeah. literal. No, we don't have families. It's a it's a lab. This, but it just I'm just trying to give someone the consensus of when they're smoking that dab. How much actually took to make that dab from real fucking buds that you would smoke, right? Would someone mind boggle somebody? Do you know what I mean? That's that's what I'm saying. I think the awareness oh, yeah. of it. Well, and yeah, that, the process of all the machines. The uh, then you have to have your your curing ovens, your vacuum ovens. You know, it has to go through that whole process, and then it, not only that, but then it has to get packaged. There's a lot of pr like from you know where the customer just has it ready. You no, know, it's so from, much more. Yeah, than from even trim that. to You're being a ready product is very dry yeah. ice. You need a you need a you need a large vehicle to transport all this dry ice to transfer all these gas. It's, it's a lot of things that go. There is wow. so much, so much, and it's we didn't even get to cover all of it. But I do know that you're going to be highlighted in a couple other shows. 
where you'll be able to talk about a lot more interesting things about the company, more about the processes of this. And I know on Ty's show, he definitely wants to sample and talk about all the different genetics you guys got popping right now. You so know. Uh, you guys got any shout outs? Uh, start off with Dan, any friends and family out there? Honestly, 100%. I want to give a big shout out, you know, to the whole team. We have everybody over there, uh, Shamrock Oil, you know, everybody that's working and doing their thing too. Um, my guy Chet right here, thank you for coming. Thank Chet. you guys for having us. Yep. Shout outs, friend and family. Shout uh, out with there. Someone's up. So I want to, I would like to shout out everybody in my team, my brother, Brent, uh, my other partner, Cipriano, everybody over at Shamrock Oil. Everybody who's given us a chance to uh, to do our white labels, um, I want to shout out Amplified Farms, Pack Bros, Modesto Cannabis Co uh, Collective, All About Wellness, uh, Bougie on a Budget, Flower Child, all the PCF stores and uh, the People's Remedy stores over in Modesto, and basically everybody who's you know given us a chance to get in our, get in their stores. Dope, man. And good greens, too, for the flowers. Yes. Uh, of course. Oh, yeah. Shout out, shout yeah, out Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Homie. Joe. Yeah, that's good some greens. fire. And uh, my beautiful, beautiful yeah. little daughters. Sergio, too. That's our guy, Are up man. at Grandpa's house in Modesto, Community too. Community so shout out, shout out to Modesto out there. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming on Hayes Radio. And everybody tune in to Hayes Radio at HayesRadioNetwork.com, where you'll get a variety of different music, concerts, DJ sets, don't forget about all the great events that we have going on and check out all the TV, uh, actually all the podcast shows that we have with over 50 people who to contribute to this wonderful network. I think it's time to like fucking really smoke some motherfucking oil and then, and then eat. They brought a lot of oil too. Oh yeah, bro. <laughs> hey, can I do one more shout out? Yeah, all you want, brother. Hey, follow us on at Treebird Brands. Thanks. And what's the Instagram for my stoners? It's at Treebird Brands, all one word. You know they shadow ban you, man. You yeah, you have to type uh, the whole yeah. thing out. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> shout out to Instagram. Man. Rasta, my brother from another mother. You want to give a quick shout out? Yeah, just shout out to Ghost Fight. Just at Ghost Fight, the same. Have you guys get a chance? Check out board dealers on discord yeah we out you're listening to hayes radio network cannabis lifestyle radio